Welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And it's the hottest day of the year. Well, it feels like it's the hottest day of the year. <laughs> the Maybe that's why. Today, it's like 107. Maybe that's why I'm so sleepy today. Ugh, me too. I like woke up and I was like, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> yes. It's also a full moon tonight. <laughs> so that could be Maybe that's moon. yeah, that's that's it. All of it. It's all of it. All the above. All the crazies are out. Oof. I don't know that it was a full moon last night. Last night I was like I got eleven. I could not keep my eyes open anymore. No, yeah, me either. And on the weekends I'll stay up to like one or two, no problem. But I I didn't even read last night. I was so tired. Oof. Goodness. So, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about our week. What was your suck for the week, Lacey? So, it's not just today. I've been tired. It's been, like, all week. But my boy just started back to school Wednesday, so I'm trying to adjust mm-hmm. to his new schedule with him. Mm-hmm. It's just really bad. And I'm not <laughs> a huge coffee drinker, so I don't have anything to keep me going. You drink coffee every morning. No, not every morning. Mm-mm. Oh, really? I thought you made that yeah. like every day. No, no. Only Girl. when I'm like really super tired will I turn to coffee. Oh, okay. God, I used to drink one every morning and then I stopped. I miss it though. I miss like coffee. <laughs> the delicious coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I miss like coffee shops and sugary drinks and so see, that's why I don't drink it every day because I don't want to become really addicted to it, and I have an addictive personality anyway. So, <laughs> and I can't have it unless it's full of sugar and crap. Yeah, me too. Like Steve drinks it black. Like he's no, a coffee. Drinker. Never. I'm a sugar never. drinker. Right. <laughs> it needs the creamer and the sugar. <laughs> yes, it needs uh, three fourths cream, one eighth coffee. <laughs> uh, that doesn't even add up. I'm okay. I'm not a math major. Um, well, my suck for the week is my school starts tomorrow. I have had such a nice summer, and I am like, why? Why does it have to end? Why? I just know I'm gonna be busy and. One of my professors already started emailing me last week, and I'm like, chick, oh. this shit starts till Monday. I'm not doing anything you're asking me to do in this email until Monday, girl. No. <sighs> what does she think? That I don't have a life? Like, I'm not trying to squeeze every last drop of summer out. When I finish this with you, I'm going to the pool, baby. <laughs> I'm We're enjoying this last day. Yes. <laughs> so I've been wearing my hair curly lately. Because I found, like, this curly girl technique. So it's, like, really good for your hair. And so, you know, you're not putting, like, hot tools on it all the time. Well, because it was, like, I was using, like, a diffuser to dry it. And I found this fucking, like, it's not a mole, but it looks like a mole on the top of my head. And you know I just went to the dermatologist. And they check your hair. And I'm like, yo, this chick did not say anything about this. It's sus. I think it looks sus. Maybe, like, your head's different or something. I don't know. Yeah, and it's not raised. Like, it. maybe it's a birthmark. Shave it and find out. 
No fuck. No. But I'm like, why is like a hairdresser or something? Like they had to have seen it when coloring my hair or something. Like why has no one mentioned this to me? Hmm. Questions that need answering. Hmm. What is your sweet for the week? So I ordered a little budget binder. What's that? Oh, it's is that where you put cash in it? Yes. Yes. Because, like, I have a 401k and all that, like, I do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not good at saving Mm -hmm. unless it's cash because I've never had a job, like, until now where I've had a surplus of money left over after my bills. Mm -hmm. So I just want to kind of spread that out and get everything rolling. Yeah. And so look, what's the to all the ones that are saying, well, cash diminishes the the value, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, you know, I can save cash easier than I can save tracking on a little piece of paper or something digital. Thank you. Um, well, <laughs> the money that you have in the bank is going to be the same value as the cash that you pulled out. So that is Yeah, but I've just, I say, I have always saved better with cash because, mm. you know, we didn't have all of the online purchases when we were yeah. younger. Yeah. So that's how I had to learn how to save cash. Yeah. So what is the budget binder? Like, explain that. Like, it just has, like, little envelopes for what you want, and you can divide your money into the envelopes. Oh, so, like, if you want a pair of shoes, you put shoes on it, and then you put money in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got one for vacation, mm-hmm. for, like, my rent, for, like, debt, which I'm I'm saying it's debt. It's not really debt. It's just, like, to pay my credit cards when I use them and hmm. all of that. And, like, okay, but presents for Christmas get- and stuff. When you get paid, you got to go to the bank and get cash out to do this? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. You lost me. Yeah. Okay. So what Steve and I started doing is we um, each get a set amount every paycheck for spending. So, like, that's – you can do whatever you want with it. And then we have our own accounts, and that's what it goes to. Like, we set it up through our employer. Mm-hmm. And then um, everything else goes into, like, a household fund. But when I worked at a bank, I saw people that had, like, because the majority of banks have, like, free accounts. So some people would have, like, multiple accounts, and one of them would be labeled vacation. And one (laughs) of them would be labeled, like, clothing. And so they would, like, so when they would get paid, it's kind of the same thing you're doing with cash, but with a bank account. So when they would get paid, they would just go in there and move the money to those accounts. I had two savings accounts with my bank, and that's what I was trying to do. But then if you don't roll over a certain amount or have a certain amount directly deposited into that account, oh, no. they charge F- you. Yeah, F- right. you got to go to a new bank. Um, yeah, some banks are like that. Some banks are not. It's hard finding a good bank. Tough, tough. Well, that's cool. That's exciting. So what is um, what's like the thing that you're saving for that you're most excited about? I want to go overseas. <laughs> so the majority of your yeah, spending money is going there. Yeah, because I've never left the country, so I've got to. I've got to really. You have? Yeah. No, I've never left the country. Not even Mexico. No. Wow, I did not. Not even that. Canada. Nothing. Man, I want to go to Canada so bad. I'm afraid I'd never come home though. Yeah, yeah, that's my concern. <laughs> is that I'm not gonna want to come home. Ooh. Well, that's exciting. Um, my suite for the week is <laughs> I took off like more than half the day Friday because I had just like had it. I had a very stressful week, 
and I saw that the time was available Thursday, so I put it in like the day before. It has to be like 24 hours before, and it was within 24 hours. So I was like, <laughs> oh, baby, let me go ahead and take this off. And it was just so nice. I just like cleaned up around the house and read, I finished our book, and everyone should just take time. Like, so did you call in last week, like you said you were going to? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Well, it's the first day of school, right? No, it was the day before, so I had, like, a whole bunch of errands I had to go do to make sure my boy had lunches for the week, and, yeah. you know, we had everything we needed, and mm. we had stuff for dinners for the week for me to cook that was easy and all of that. So you got it all done? Yes. Good, good, good. Well, so how's school going? Has um, I've seen some friends of mine on Facebook that have kids, and, like, their kids started school, and then a few days later, they were like, all right, well, we're quarantining because there was a positive case in their class, and we can't go back for two weeks. And I was like, shit, that did not take long. No, there's a whole bunch of schools that are, like, closed because they have to. Mm. We haven't gotten an email or anything yet, but there was only three days last week, so (laughs) if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen this week. Yeah. It's terrifying. They say, they say our school district area has like the best vaccination rate, but I Mm. don't know if I can believe that or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right. Well, moving on to book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we have some new books coming out. Um, One of them is by Leanne Moriarty. She's the author of Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers. So she has a new book coming out September 14th called The Apples Never Fall. It looks at marriage, siblings, and how the people we love the most can hurt us the deepest. This is a Barnes & Noble email that they sent me. Um, Have you read any of her books? No, and I didn't know. I've seen, you know, the first TV series she had and I didn't know that she did Nine Perfect Strangers and I just started watching that yesterday so I want to start watching it but I haven't read the book yet but I've had it on my shelf so I've been trying to force myself to hurry up and finish Dune let me tell you Dune oh my god Dune's a beating it is a beating yeah it's a beating so's Um, the the movies because you know there's a new one coming out yeah I didn't know there was a new one coming out when I started reading Dune I just kept seeing it at the bookstore and then I had read a few books that kept, like, referencing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, it was, it's like this cultural phenomenon. It came out, the book came out in the 70s. Like, if you're a reader, you have to read it. So let me say that it is a good book. However, it is a very difficult book to mm-hmm. read. Like, mm-hmm. I was trying to explain it to Steve. So you know how, like, Harry Potter has its own language, right? But in yes. Harry Potter, it explains, like, a muggle. It tells you what a muggle is. Or Quidditch. It tells you what Quidditch is. Um, baby, Frank Herbert, who wrote Dune, doesn't tell you what shit means. It's just <laughs> in there. And you got to figure it out. And I don't know how people figured it out before Google. Because I either got to Google it or there's an appendix in the back of the book. Which I don't know if people know about it, but it's back there. And I read it. And it does give you several spoilers, but at least you know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, so the appendix really like, oh, it blew so much open. And I was like, okay, I got this. So it is a very good book. The majority of the book is dialogue though. Like it's basically just all dialogue. So yeah. when, so you've read it. When did you read it? Oh, uh, it's been a very long time. Okay. 
It's good. I'm enjoying it, but it's like doing work. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. It's like one of Stephen King's novels, though. It takes a lot of work. Mm. So I'm excited for the movie. The movie comes out in October, but um, yes. So back to Leanne. Sorry, Leanne Moriarty. We just totally went off on Dune. Um, I've read. I haven't read Big Little Lies. I've watched it. I haven't I've read it because it, yeah. I really like the show. The show is so good. Same. But I've read a few of her other books. She's a really good writer. I enjoy her books. But I feel like all of her books are about marriage, siblings, and how people we love the most can hurt us. <laughs> Maybe she's been hurt really bad. So yeah. I don't know how this, one, this new book's going to be different, but we'll see. Um, you're going to be super excited about this. Other book news. Alice Hoffman, author of Practical Magic, has a new book coming out called The Book of Magic. And Lacey, she must have listened to our Practical Magic episode because it is exactly what you asked for. It takes place after Practical Magic while the girls are grown. Hmm. Well, let's hope it's better than some of the others, though. <laughs> so this the series, Magic Lessons, came out last year. That is like the first one. It's called 0.1 on the like order that you should read them. And then the rules of magic is 0.2. And then you have practical magic, which is number one. And then this book of magic, number two. This comes out October 5th. So just in time for Halloween. Just in time for Halloween. Um, I'm excited. I think I'm going to order it. Oh, although I don't know why. It'll be like another fucking year before I read it. <laughs> I've never read magic lessons and I got that like a year ago. Maybe I'll read it this October. Put that on my favorite reading list. So that was the book news I have. Um, see what else is on my list here. Okay, just a review for the book we're going to talk about. So today we're talking about We Were Never Here by Andrea Bartz. You want to give them a synop? So it follows these two women that have been best friends and roommates since college, like 10 plus years. Um, we follow the point of view of Emily. Her best friend is Kristen. They, at this point in their life, they have separated on different continents because mm-hmm. Kristen has gotten a job in Australia. Emily's still in Milwaukee. And they take a trip every year to these exotic locations overseas. And that's pretty much where it begins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emily gets assaulted. Kristen walks in on it. And yeah, here we yeah, go. So, <laughs> right. So when the book opens, they're in Chile, and it it referenced back to the trip they took the year before in Cambodia, in which Lacey mentioned Emily was attacked. Kristen walked in on it, kills her attacker, and they have to go find the body in Cambodia. So you're like, wow, this shit just really opens up it's pretty heavy quickly. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's like hey, that's a ride or die. Like, she, she, not only did she kill this dude, but when they were at the bar, like, flirting or whatever, she, like, totally set her friend up to get some. She's like, hey, I'm just going to stay at the bar here and, like, read my book. Y'all go back to the hotel room or whatever and, like, you know, knock boots or whatever. I'll give y'all, I'll I'll be be there there in 45 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that's a good friend because I'd be like, fuck, now I ain't sitting here reading a book. I'm going back to my room. Y'all gonna have to figure out something else with a little hoochie? No, thank you. But, um, no, I'm not trying to shame anyone getting out on vacation. Like, do whatever you want. It's fine. 
I just want to go back to my room and read my book in peace. You're I don't just want saying to you're a blocker. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm a blocker. Exactly. I'm a blocker. Um, Chris is a really good friend in that regard. So for some reason, she came back early and then she walked in on them. He's about, he's assaulting her and he's about to sexually assault her. And she hits him with like a lamp or something. Mm-hmm. So then in Chile, they're, you know, Emily talks a lot about how it was a really hard year for her getting over that. And Kristen was in Australia, but she was like, you know, sending a cleaning person to clean her house and ordering food to her door. And so like, even though she was like continents away, she was still like this amazing friend. And like when they met up this time, it was just like this calm washed over her. And, you know, this feeling of she's with her friend, she's with her person and they're just having a good time. Um, But then they meet this dude at a bar in Chile and Kristen starts flirting with him. And so Emily's like, all right, well, I'm going to be a good friend and I'm going to sit here and read my book. (laughs) And then um, she goes back to their room. Oh, because her wallet was stolen. This girl who has traveled the world leaves her purse unzipped, hanging off the back of her chair and lets her mm-hmm. wallet stolen. Like it talks a lot about things that they read and things that they prepared traveling these because they're not going to these like places that people usually go to. They're going to these very off the beaten path kind of places. You know what I mean? Like they're not like super flying in and riding a bus a couple yes. hours. Yes. And they're going to these, like, like okay, Chile, but they're going to these cities that are not, like, the big cities people know of Chile. So um, you would think that you would be like, hey, I'm not going to leave my purse hanging. Like, I would leave that thing strapped to my body, zipped at all times. But anyway. My cards would be under my boob. Exactly. When we went to Paris, we bought this thing. It's like a fanny pack, but it's for, like, it goes under your clothes and it's flat. And Steve wore it under his clothes and we put all of our like money and credit cards and stuff because they'll like cut your straps off your purse and your backpack and shit and steal your shit. So it it amazes me that these girls are traveling this much and then she would let her wallet. I'm not saying she deserved it. I'm saying it just surprises me. So after she discovers her wallet is stolen and she freaks out, she goes back to their room early Kristen's laying there crying. The dude's, she's covered in blood. The dude's laying there. And she's like, he attacked me. I had no other choice. And I was like, hmm. Okay. So we'll go to our questions. These are a book, uh, a mix of Oprah's book club questions and some of our own. So what was your favorite part of the book? I would have to say... Okay, did you like the book? Not particularly. <laughs> okay, finish the book. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, so what was your favorite part? <laughs> I would say my favorite part is probably seeing the internal struggle mm-hmm. that Emily's going through. Like, she's warring with herself because she's like, well... You know, this is my best friend, but I feel like I'm pulling away from her because I got this new boyfriend. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, I've got to be here for her because we've gone through the same things together. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not so sure I should because (laughs) this seems like it's it's not a good situation. 
but she's my best friend. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's a whole ride. I liked that too. Um, you get to see everything that, she, like you said, she's thinking she's going through. So while she's in, while they're on vacation, Emily has been seeing this guy just a few times. So she's like, I want to talk to Kristen about it, but I also like, and everyone can relate with this. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to start talking about this guy and get all excited. And then, you know, he like ghosts me or whatever. Um, I think we've all been there. Yeah. So especially sometimes you have that one friend who like, they're not negative, but they're but they like, don't like anybody. They don't like anyone or they want to pick apart something everyone does. So they're like, oh, well, if he hasn't texted you, then, you know, he ain't shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe Kristen's that kind of person, and that's why she didn't want to bring it up. But um, Emily had, like, a test for the new boyfriend. and Oh, and they keep their phones off the whole time, which I think is very weird. We get like, to, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to keep it. Keep it on airplane mode. But, like, because Emily was going to take a picture of, like, an empanada she was eating. And Kristen's like, nope, you know the rule, turn it off. And I'm like, okay, put it on airplane mode, but I gotta take my freaking pictures, baby. Like, this is how I go back and look at my memories is look at pictures. I thought that was weird. Um, so she turns her phone on for a minute while Kristen's in the shower and she gets some texts from the dude and she's like, okay, he passed my test. I'm gonna tell Kristen. So Kristen's like, hey, I have this great idea. Why don't we both quit our jobs or take a sabbatical and go backpacking for six months? And Emily's like, well, actually, I'm really happy with the way my job is going. And I have this new boy. So I really don't want to do that. And then it's like. Everything changes. Everything like a flip switches. But um, my favorite part of the book was everything. It was basically like an onion and it's peeling back layer at a Mm -hmm. time. So you got to keep you got to keep turning it and keep peeling it to get the more information. I really like that. It, I thought that was really well done. I think Andrea is a very talented author. Um, I, I enjoyed that part. What was your least favorite part? Probably that it was kind of so obvious from early on what was going on. It, yeah. Um, with Kristen, so when when she tells her no to the backpacking, and I say it's like a flip switches, it's like her behavior completely and, changes. Yes, and that's a red flag. And like, it's like the good sister all over again. Okay? Yes, I mean this chick is a sociopath, and it is so crystal clear. But you get to sit through Emily's therapy sessions, and these are and her therapist points out things to her like, hey, maybe this is not a healthy relationship, like. She had this other boyfriend, Colin, and um, she's like, yeah, he was an asshole to me. So, you know, I told him don't ever contact me again because Kristen told me to or whatever. Well, then she goes back and reads the text messages and they weren't like he wasn't an asshole. Like she just was like a bitch for no reason because like Kristen told her to. Yeah, so it's Kristen kinda like, decided she didn't like him and she's like, well, yes, tell him this. Yes. And she even so, says when she's reading back on this text, she's like, this does not sound like me. Yes, exactly. So she starts like looking back on those kinds of things. And, um, you know, the therapist is like, maybe, you know, she gives an example of like person A and person B and person A, because she told her therapist, hey, I was sexually assaulted last year. And then Kristen was sexually assaulted this year. So I'm trying to figure out how to help her through that. But she seems like, okay, we need to back up because we've missed some stuff. 
Um, so after she finds Kristen and Kristen's like, there's just, there was nothing I could do. He attacked me. This was after Emily told her no to backpacking for six months. So I thought it was extremely odd that the same exact thing would happen to the other girl after she let right. her know. And that's how I knew early on what was going on mm-hmm. because Kristen's situation was downright identical mm-hmm. to Emily's. She explains the exact same way it, she was yes. assault, assaulted was the exact yes. same way Emily was assaulted when she walked in. So mm-hmm. she saw the whole thing happen and then it happens to her. Yes. Even and like we the way didn't she even, like hit her head on the wall and stuff. We didn't even mention the first guy that was killed. After Kristen knocks him down off of Emily, he's still alive, but his head is close enough to the bottom of the bed that she kicks him a few times and it shoves his head into that bed frame and kills him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in Cambodia with Emily's attacker, they took his body and put a, weighted him down with rocks and pushed him in this like waterfall or something. Mm-hmm. So in Chile, they're like, okay, well, I don't know what we're going to do. So they're like trying to think. And Emily's like, okay, I have to be strong here. I have to be what Kristen was for me because we got to figure this out. And she's like, I think we should call the police. And Kristen's like, no, we can't call the police because when it happened in Cambodia, they were like, you know, we've seen the news. We see like, look at what happened to Amanda Knox. She was, you know, crucified just because it was a foreign country. And, you know, you don't have the same rights in foreign countries. So we just got to get this out of here and we got to get home. And hope that they never find this body. So they decide to like drive out to like the mountains and, and bury him. Um, so they like steal some shovels from the hotel and it, it's crazy. I think your point of it was, it, it was easy to figure out early on about Kristen. I think that's on purpose because probably I think the book, the focus is, is the gaslighting. And yes. And figuring out because, um, after they like, you know, they depart. She's one's going to Australia, one's going back to the U.S. She gets home and she's like, um, "Hey, Kristen, you know, let me know when you made it." Kristen's like, "Oh, I'm home." Like she's perfectly bubbly, cheery, and she's like, "Bitch, you just killed a dude and we buried his body." Like, and you got sexually assaulted, like you and you were in bits. Yes. And she's like, "Wow, that's two people that have died since we." <laughs> been traveling together like this is weird and it's bringing up all those emotions from Cambodia so Emily's like not okay and her boyfriend surprises her at the airport and she's trying to act like she got it together but she does not got it together she's a mess Uh, she's a mess and so that's one of the things she's telling her therapist is she's trying to be there for Kristen and she's like I feel like she's not reacting the same way that I did you know I'm trying to be there for her but it's like she doesn't need me and she's like well maybe person a is you know the one that needs to be needed does that to keep person b like needing them basically like what am i trying to say like a like keeping that codependent relationship yeah where Kristen's like the alpha and she's like no i don't think it's like that at all uh but it is because Baby, Kristen starts going off the chain. So Kristen, Emily, ooh, Kristen's maddening. This is some single white female shit. Yeah, I saw that movie when I was a kid, and it scared me. Yes, that second one's good too. Crazy. Oh, there's a second one. Yeah, there's a second one. What's the second one about? The same chick? 
I think one of them's the same. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it scared me from having a roommate, that's for sure. Right. Um, so, <laughs> my, okay, let me talk about my least favorite thing, because I don't think I answered that. Wait, what was your least favorite thing? That it was. That it was so obvious that it was. Okay. Person. But we said that was probably part of the point. So you can get so upset throughout this book. My least favorite thing was the animal abuse. I'll just put that out there. Yeah. Because your girl, Kristen, is a sociopath. We will get there. Um, So Emily gets back. She's hanging out with her boyfriend. Well, they establish that they're like boyfriend and girlfriend. And she really likes him. And she's like, all right, we can just get through this. And hopefully no one finds that body. (laughs) We have like a normal life. You know, she's thriving at work. She's like, I got this new man. I feel like everything's going to be okay. Until she gets a ding dong ring on the doorbell one night. And guess who it is? Kristen. Kristen. She's moved back home. At work. (laughs) So I've moved back. And Emily's like, oh, I was actually on the way out to brunch to meet my boyfriend. But you can come too. Oh, God. It was just like the pop-up is weird. Yes. Because she hasn't heard from her for like days at this point. Yes. It's been days, and she's like, oh, my God, is she okay? What's going on? Maybe it's finally hitting her. I don't know. Yeah, so Kristen pops up. They go to brunch. She's going to stay with her grandparents until she finds – she's like, well, I guess I'll be moving back here because I can't stay in Australia without a work visa, and the company that sent me there, they're trying to find me a position here because my position there ended or whatever. So I don't really know, like, where I'm going to be, so I'm just going to stay with my grandparents for a little bit. So she takes her over to her grandparents' house, And there's this very weird exchange um, when Emily goes to, like, the kitchen by herself or something. The grandma comes. Oh, and by the way, Kristen lives with her grandparents because her parents died in this, like, horrific fire when she was a child. So the girl's been through, like, trauma. And so when she goes to the kitchen, the grandma comes in there and she's like, Emily, it's so good to see you. You know, we haven't seen you in a while. Here, put your phone number in my phone. And your email address and then give me yours. And Emily's like, okay, that's kind of weird. Like we, like I, we don't talk like that, but okay. Like she does it. She's like, okay. Um, and then Emily's about to turn 30 and she had already made plans for her boyfriend to like cook her a dinner or something. Mm -hmm. But Kristen just like takes that over. She like makes this scavenger hunt and at the end of the scavenger hunt is her boss and her boss is like surprise you get uh the next day and a half off to start your weekend early uh go enjoy yourself and she's like oh okay so then she gets home and Kristen's like surprise we're going to my grandparents lake house and she's like I have plans with Aaron tonight she's like no I talked to him you're coming with me or whatever and she's like okay that's kind of rude but okay so it's like she she wants her to herself And that alone doesn't spell sociopath, but it does point to some bigger issues, I feel like. So let me ask you the next question. Um, It's just hard to, like, talk about the story because so much happens and then go back to the question. I'm trying. Was it a fast or slow read and why? It was slow for me. Yeah, the first part's kind of slow, but Mm -hmm. then I would say after picking up. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. holy shit, what is going on? Like, Which when they get to this little lake house, you're, it starts getting good. You're like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, like, 
red flags start popping, start popping up everywhere. So then maybe that's perfect timing for this question is which event scene or character has stuck with you the most? I'd say Kristen's gaslighting Emily so bad has stuck with me because like all of a sudden like Kristen starts coming up with all this stuff like they have a Dropbox together where they share pictures Mm -hmm. and so Emily figures that out and she goes and logs on to it and she has Kristen has put pictures of Emily and the first guy that was killed and she had pictures of I don't think it was the guy from the second kill but it was the area that they were in so she's got all of this evidence that points at Emily doesn't look good. And then like Emily's trying to talk to Kristen about these things mm-hmm. that have happened. And Kristen's like, no, it doesn't, didn't happen that way. And Emily's like, but it did. And she's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no it didn't. And she just keeps, she keeps she's saying like, You're it the doesn't. She's like, you the right. guy in Cambodia. It wasn't and, me. And Emily starts to believe it. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. like Kristen keeps denying it so much. And she's like, no, it was you, it was you, it was you. And Emily's mm-hmm. like, well, I guess, was it me? It must have been right. me. Right. Is my boyfriend safe around me now since it was me? Right. And that picture is of them in Cambodia, like, leaving to go back to the room, which means that Kristen did not stay at that bar. She was out there watching them. Following. So she, yeah. And then she keeps telling her, like, if you don't come over here and comfort me, I'm sending this to the um, Cambodian police or whatever. So it's like, um, I thought you were in this together and you're going to start blackmailing me. But at the lake house, so when they get there, her bo- Emily's boss had said, yeah, you, you, you can take tomorrow off. Just make sure you're, like, around your email or whatever, and then it's fine. So there's, like, no internet, but Kristen's like, we got a hot spot. Um, just don't, you can't, like, watch videos and stuff on it because we only get, like, so many gigs a month. So for the first day when she needs to check her email, it's fine. But then after that, Kristen, like, hides the hot spot and turns it off. So there's no cell or internet reception out there. Mm-mm. And Emily's like, hey, where's the hot spot? She's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going for a run. Like, She's like, it's Saturday. Is- you don't need it. Yes. It's very weird. Well, then they go shopping in town to this little antique store. And this woman that works there remembers Kristen. And she's like, oh, my God. To Emily, she's like, you look just like, what was her name, Jamie? Yeah. She's like, you look just like Jamie. And she's like, who's Jamie? And Kristen kind of, like, shuts that conversation down or whatever. So then she asked Kristen, she's like, who is that? She's like, she was my childhood best friend and she died. And Emily's like, like, excuse me? So now your parents have died, your friend has died, and these two dudes have died, and you are the common denominator. So she keeps trying to ask questions, but Kristen's like not having it. And, you know, the hotspot's been shut down because she was going to Google some shit. So then she like goes to their basement to look through her childhood things. And there's, like, yearbooks where this girl, Jamie, Kristen, has, like, scribbled out her face and shit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God. Well, then she finds the hotspot charging in the bathroom. So she turns it on, and she, like, finds out that the Jamie, as, like, a 12-year-old, killed herself two weeks after Kristen's parents died in that fire. And then, like, later that night, they do, like, a fire where they're making s'mores or something. And Kristen's like, I'm really good at building fires. And she's, like, playing with the lighter fluid. And Emily's like, oh, my God, what if she killed her parents and and her friend? Yeah, because she also made a comment. She's like, well, my mom wasn't supposed to be home that night. She was supposed Mm -hmm. to be out with her girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to be in a sleepover because I didn't like staying with my dad alone. 
which also yes. makes you wonder. <laughs> yes, and she mentions she mentions several times she did she did not like her father, and like you said, she didn't like being alone with him. So you're like, oh, okay. And it even says Emily says, oh my gosh, like was she abused by her yeah. father? Like, but it doesn't really touch on that much. No, it doesn't. Um, so then they. Oh, there's also when they get there, Kristen's like, hey, you know, you may find some like rabbits in the closet. Somehow they keep finding their way in here. They like ruined a pair of my Nana's moccasins I got her for Christmas. So just let me know. She's like, I would love to kill those little fuckers. So then like Emily's coming back from the lake and there's like a dead rabbit, but it's been like hacked with an axe. And she's like, oh, my God, Kristen, what happened? She's like, it was probably a coyote. She's like, those are like axe marks in its neck. And it, and Kristen's like, oh, good riddance. And I'm like, mm, that's damn. Yes, that's the first sign when, like, when someone's a killer is they start fucking with animals. Hello. Or they have, like, no compassion or empathy for, mm-hmm. like, animals. Yeah. Mm. What did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? Uh, no standout sentences or vocabulary, but I did notice that plucky was also used in this book like it was our last <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, notice that yeah it was when they were talking about those two female travelers in um, Chile oh the ones from yeah. the UK yeah so they were two plucky I don't remember if it was dark haired girls or brunette girls they said plucky. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, I mean the writing was a little hard to get through just because they'd be in the middle of a conversation and a scene, and then she, Emily would flash back yeah. to, like, the year before, or, like, when she was a kid, or something like that. Yeah, it can be confusing at times. You may have to, like, back up and be like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, what happened? Um, I liked the writing. I thought I enjoyed it. Um, no standout sentences or vocabulary. Would you want to read another book by this author? I mean, I'd would... give it a go. I would. Did reading the book impact your mood in any way? Well, I was irritated at Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Like me too. I get that you don't realize somebody's gaslighting you sometimes when you're the one being gaslighted. Mm -hmm. But some of this stuff was so obvious that, like, I was yelling at the book as I was reading. Yes. But it also says that Emily's not close with her family. She doesn't have any siblings. So this is yeah. like her only yeah. person. And she doesn't so, want to believe that, you know, Kristen would do yes. something like this to her. I know. It's um, it's it's a struggle because, you know, you want to be loyal to your friend that's been there with you mm-hmm. through these horrible times. And it's been, you know, 10 plus years. But then it's like also this point of, and I've learned this as I've gotten older. History is not everything. Just because you've been through some things with someone does not mean it's healthy to be around them. No. That they're yeah. serving you. And I don't mean, I mean serving like. Bringing, being positive or bringing exactly. something good to your friendship. Yeah. Exactly. And if it starts getting toxic, I mean, that's when you really got to like. And I think Emily really wants to, and she's really trying to, but Kristen will not go away. And I saw that from the beginning. I was like, this girl's not going to go away. She's going to be one of those that just will not let it go. And then, like, starts ruining everything around her. So 
it impacted my mood and that it made me think to like my own personal relationships and things like that. So, yeah. um, after the lake house, Emily's like, all right, well, I gotta, um, cut this off. But while she's there, she gets an email from Kristen's grandma that says like, Hey, just checking on you. Kristen's been acting weird lately. And she like, the fuck? <laughs> and she's like, I would really like some elaboration on that, please. Um, and so they go back home and, oh, while they're at the lake house, she is, Kristen's like, here, use my phone to put on some music or whatever. And she sees like a text that came through from someone called, like, it was their name slash broker in her phone. It mm-hmm. says, hey, good news. Your application's been approved for the apartment on blah, blah, blah. And it's like a block from Emily's house. And she's like, hey, what's this? And Kristen's like, oh, surprise, I found a place and it's super close to you. And I'm going to be working, you know, here and da, da, da. And she's like, oh, my God. And um, so she goes home and she's like, all right, I'm just going to kind of start to, like, distance myself. But it's like Kristen knows what's up. And that's when she starts doing the, like, if you don't get over to my house in 20 minutes, I'm going to send you. a picture. I, yeah, I need you. Um so Emily's like, all right, well, I'm going to, oh, by the way, I think when they come home from the lake house, they see on the news that Paulo, the man that Kristen killed in Chile's body has been found. No, the grandma emailed it. Oh, and she was like, yes, you're right. Because she was like, y'all were just there. This right. Is she's I like, I, she's like, so I can't careful. believe you guys are so brave to go on yes. vacation and stuff like you're that. Right. You're so right. I forgot about that. And um, they're like, holy shit. And not only this dude is has a dual citizenship, he is a American citizen from a very wealthy real estate development family that is like, we want answers. We're putting out a million dollar reward for anyone that can give us information like we need to know. And they're like, oh, my fucking God. Um, so. They're dealing with that. Emily's like, I gotta distance myself from this. And then Kristen starts acting crazy. And Emily decides she needs to get away and she wants to plan a trip with her boy. Where do they go? Uh, I don't remember. It's like Phoenix or something. And um, I think it is Phoenix. And she's going with their her boyfriend and she she is on the plane and someone's watching the news. And that's when it said um, one of the chicks from the UK had come out and said, what did she say? Um, oh, they released a sketch that basically looks oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dark haired woman. Yeah. Yes. A dark haired woman. And yeah. Early. Said, they saw Paolo at the bar. They were all having a good time. And then I saw him with this chick and the sketch looks like Kristen and Emily. So she emails Kristen from the plane in code. They have like their own code or whatever. And um, then she like charges her phone and forgets about it. So she's trying to like have a good time with Aaron or whatever. Well, there's a knock at their hotel door. Guess who it is? It's me again. And she's like, what? Emily gets pissed. She's like, what are you doing here? She's like, you emailed me that you needed me. She's like, what in that email made you think that you I needed you? And how did you find where we were? She's, she's like, like well, Aaron posted pictures uh-huh. and tags on uh-huh. Instagram. 
Just to, just to note, kids, don't post anything on the internet. <laughs> no, post it, but don't tag me with it if you're at until you're not there no more. Oh, my God. So what surprised you most about the book? Um, what are you just that Emily ever? didn't catch um, sooner, like, all of Kristen's red flags. Yeah. Okay, I would say what surprised me most is what happened, everything that happens after Kristen gets to the hotel. Because it was kind of like a twist that I didn't see come. I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was a very unexpected twist for me because after Kristen gets there, Emily's pissed. And then Kristen's still, like, threatening her and shit. And they're like, let's go for a walk. And they're like, Aaron, why don't you go wait in the hotel room and we're going to go for a walk on this trail or whatever. Yeah. So they're going for a walk. And they're basically, like, they're just putting everything out there. Like, this is how I feel, da-da-da. She's like, Kristen, I feel like you're you're acting like a sociopath. You're doing this, this, and then They get into a fight. Emily pushes Kristen off the cliff. And I'm like, yes, here we go. This is going to solve all of our problems. Mm-hmm. But then Emily has a heart and pulls her back up. Okay. Then this car comes out on the trail out of nowhere. And Kristen pushes Emily into the path of the car. Well, then the car swerves and takes Kristen down the side of the cliff. And Emily, that's when it dawns on Emily. She's like, that's our rental car. So you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck is Aaron doing? So they, like, go to the hospital. Kristen's in emergency surgery. I think Aaron was in surgery. Uh-huh. They think he's got, like, a lot of injuries, but they're like, he's going to be okay. So she's like, Aaron, what were you doing? And he's like, I really don't remember. He's like. But I remember being in the hotel room and I turned on the news and I saw where y'all were in Chile. They found that dude's body. And then that sketch looked like Kristen. And I saw that y'all were mad at each other. So I figured I needed to come see what was going on. I'm like, dude, good job, Aaron. And just just a little side note before we get there. Um, Kristen's family has a family-owned pharmacy that has been inherited for generations. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, because also on the news, they were talking about they found Rufalin in Paulo's system. Like, they had done the autopsy. They were waiting for the tox report to come back. And they, and so Emily's like, why the fuck was there Rufalin? Like, that's not, like, Kristen's explaining that he attacked her. That does not sound like what has happened at all. So she's like, that's odd. Um, so then these people show up to the hospital looking for Kristen and Emily recognizes them as Jamie, the little girl that killed herself's parents. And they're like, we're Kristen's godparents. And she's like, that's really weird. Like, what are y'all doing here? And so the mother, like the dad doesn't want to have anything to do with Kristen, but the mother's like, I've always kept in touch with her. Um, basically Kristen's dad was molesting our daughter and that's why our daughter killed herself. And our daughter set the fire. I read it all in her diary. And you're like, holy shit. Like, I didn't see that coming. No. That, that was, was very shocking. But that uh, kind of, and it, I mean, I, I I guess they kind of touched on Kristen not, like, being alone with her dad. But if she did that to her friend. If he did that to her friend, he did it to her. Yeah, it made me but wonder that. still. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And that poor little girl. Like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Um. So Kristen does not make it. She dies. And the police are coming for Aaron because they're like, yo, dude, why did you 
take this chick off the cliff with you. And Emily like tells them the story, but then she, um, she tells Aaron the whole truth, everything. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, I think you need to talk to a lawyer. He's like, my uncle's a lawyer. He'll find you someone in Milwaukee. So she does. So she gets this really good lawyer and they, she tells the whole truth and, um, it kind of just like goes away. Yeah, I don't think it would just go away. Me neither. And she I, would especially at least be charged with something. Right. And especially like moving a body. Hello. Obstruction of justice, you know, tampering yes. with evidence. Yeah. And his so family is this wealthy, powerful family. I don't right. think they're going to let that go. And no. he's got a dual citizenship. Yes. Yeah. No, they're not going to just let it go. So I thought that was kind of weird. It was a cop um, out. Yeah. And then. Because this is real life. It's not a pretty little bow. Right. <laughs> I also thought it was weird how well Aaron took that news. Like, yeah. she lays it all on him. He's like, I love you, Emily. And I will do, I would be like, okay, uh, let's back it up here. I don't think we should see each other anymore because I don't want to be involved with any of this. You've already made me kill your friend and I am done. So I'm like, it kind of yeah, made me problem pretty much <laughs> true but i mean who's to say that she's even telling him the truth yeah but who's to say she's not you know they had a That's connection fair. i just don't i just don't so think steve, if steve came out and said look cameron look <laughs> i hope i helped caraway hide a body <laughs> Would you would you change your opinion about it? <laughs> okay, well that would confirm all of my suspicions because I always joke that my husband's a serial killer. Um, no, for real, I don't know. I would need to know the whole story. And like you, Emily said, hey, we were I was sexually assaulted. She was coming to my rescue. That's that's a very different story then you know like oh yeah we just like we were driving drunk and we killed someone and threw, you know what i mean i don't know i don't know how i would take it that's I, true that's a that's good fair. point that's a good point that maybe that's why aaron took it so well oh, that's that's tough but i i don't know i would i think i would be mad that i had now been wrapped up in this is how i would and not know sooner i think that's that's probably like i'd have been mad about that to not knowing sooner because she had so many opportunities to tell him and she even told yeah. Chris and she's like well I really want to tell him like you should have told him this why are you asking her for permission if he really wanted to tell him and now I'm looking at a murder charge for running your friend over like I don't want to be I don't want to be involved in it in that way I don't know it's tough I think yeah you have to address that when you get to hopefully um, we don't ever have a conversation like that <laughs> I'm going to ask him tonight you care why I ever killed someone <laughs> Uh, hey, Caraway, you're now on our show if you're listening. He's not listening, but no. <laughs> maybe he will someday. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. He took it really well. How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? Okay. I thought the last line was extremely odd because then after everything just like magically goes away and then Arizona decides not to charge Aaron because he really was just swerving, not like trying to not hit Emily. Makes he you didn't think know. of it. It's really Emily that did do it all. So after that happens, they decide to do an interview because all of these 
news places are like, hey, we'll pay you this much money. And she said it was like five year salary or something they were offered. So they took it to tell their side of the story. And they decide to go to the country, Georgia, for vacation. And they meet these people. And Emily and Kristen had this thing. Whenever they were traveling, they would give, like, fake names. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Joan. And one of them was, I don't remember the other one. Emily was Joan. So at the end of the book, when Aaron and Emily are meeting these new people, she's like, hi, I'm Joan. And this is Dan. We love meeting new people. And so you're like, wait a minute. What? You're like, wait a minute. So I was it Emily? Exactly. Does Dan really know the truth? Like Andrea Bartz, what is that last line about? We need some answers, girl. That was crazy because I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then it ends. And then you don't know. So the opinion of my book changed when I reached the end because I was like, wait, like I thought it was wrapping everything up, but it like doesn't. No, yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) How does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? It works. Yeah, it works. Is this book overrated or underrated? Hmm. Let me see probably, what it's got. Probably over in my opinion. What did you give it? I haven't yet, but it's probably going to be about a three. Okay. It has a 3.73 on Goodreads. I yeah. gave it four stars. I would say it's appropriate. Did it remind you of any other books? I mean, it reminded me a little bit of The Good Sister in the way that Kristen is just so so detached and conniving oh, to even the, the person that she supposedly loves. Yeah, where you find out it was the other sister the right. whole time. Right. That was a good book. Yeah. But I think... I don't know. I think because the good sister, it's shocking because that's the twist is it's the other sister the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I think this one, you know, up front. I don't know. It's hard to say. I can see I can see the comparison for sure. How did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? Uh, Maybe. I will um, definitely remember it if I ever come across a dead body. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I do not think I would reread. No. Any lingering questions or plot holes? Okay. Yeah. What the fuck with that ending? Okay. And and at one point, um, Kristen talks about this therapist she had when she was a kid after her parents died. Mm-hmm. Emily finds out that it's specifically for kids with behavioral disorders and it's court ordered only. Yes. And they yes. never touch it never further says on it. that. You're so right. Because after Jamie's mom tells her that Jamie started the fire and Jamie was being molested because Emily had done that research into that Woodbridge place, you're like, okay, so then why was Kristen like, she must've done something right. to get in trouble to be court ordered right. to this. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, but it never explains it. So that. why even put Ever. it in there if you're not going to explain it? I mean, we can make assumptions. I mean, so we could say that? that maybe it's because her dad molested her, but then that wouldn't explain the court-ordered side of it. Like maybe she got blamed for the fire or something. Hmm. Or maybe she tried to attack her grandparents or something. It also maybe doesn't say what the fuck her grandma wanted to talk to Emily about because yeah. she kept trying to like 
she went over there another time and Emily was already in the car and the grandma comes out there and is like, hey, you forgot your jacket. And she can tell she's trying to tell her something. So I want to know what the grandma was trying to tell her. Right. Yeah. Those two. We need those two answered, please. Um, so we have a review here. This is from at Pages and Paws. And I'm just going to read the review. Are people always who they say they are? Two trips, two girls, two dead backpackers. Kristen and Emily have been best friends since college and each year get together to take a reunion trip. Everything was going well in Chile until the backpacker Kristen was flirting with ends up dead. She claims it was self-defense. There was nothing she could have done. They had the, uh, they have to hide the body or risk being thrown in jail in a foreign country. But when they return stateside, things aren't adding up for Emily. And soon she begins wondering who this girl she's been calling her best friend for 10 years really is. I have such mixed feelings about this book, and I had to sleep on it before writing this review. At first, I was like, wow, four stars. Yes, that was good. But when I thought about it more, the beginning was kind of confusing. The middle was incredibly captivating, total page turner, and then it just ended. The ending Mm -hmm, for me mm -hmm. was rather disappointing. Too many questions left unanswered. Why did it end that way? What did Nana want to tell Emily? I'm not sure. If you've read it, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Good review. Agreed. Yeah. Totally agree. Spot on. After I finished it, I liked it a lot more. And then today when I was thinking about it, I was like, because I was like, oh, yeah, four and a half stars. And I was like, no. Mm, Like, I mean, I liked that it it brought me into it enough for me to actually yell at my book while I was reading (laughs) Kristen doing all these things. But, yeah, it just it would have been so much better had it not been so convoluted at the beginning and then left Mm -hmm. questioning at the end and just too much. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, but it was all right. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it makes good. good I mean, I finished it. I didn't quit reading, so <laughs> but you didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> well, um, so after today's episode, we're not going to have an episode for two weeks. We're gonna back to school. Back yeah. to school. Lacey's got homework to help with now and lunches to pack and I've got I, I've got to see how my school work goes before we decide are we going to go back to weekly or talky so we don't know yet so we're talking about it disgusting so two weeks from today is going to be our listeners pick mm-hmm. and let me pull up what we're going to read so it's Monica the reading list yes so Monica Bye. she is at underscore splash underscore of underscore Mona. She picked, go ahead. The reading list by Sarah Nisha Adams. So this is, I'm excited because it seems like very different from what I would normally read. Yes. So we'll see. But we're reading about, about two people reading. So we'll see. Perfect. And we have two weeks, so mm-hmm. no rush. You can grab your copy. Um, um, this one is actually on my audiobook subscription list. So, like, it's already included with my membership. So I'm going to listen to it. This will be the first yes. time I'm listening to one for the show. So I'm kind of nervous. We'll to see how see, it goes. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, am I going to be able to pay attention as well as I do when I read it? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if you can I pick up Monica, on things that listen to it. Yeah, we'll see what you come up with and what I come up with. I think Monica, she, she has the same. She's the one that told me about Scribed. I think she's going to listen to it, too, so we'll see what she says. But, yep, two weeks, the reading list. 
Send us your thoughts, questions, reviews, whatever you want. Comments, concerns, twobookworms1podcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at twobookworms1podcast. Anything else we need to talk about? I don't think so. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Little, say bye. Yeah.